well, we're going to start it off getting ready to go to Bahamas. Start it off getting ready to go to Bahamas. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Breaking Down the Tape. As you heard in the intro, we're getting ready to go to the Bahamas, but not all of us, just Hector. And I don't know, is the, it, can you do the hula for a Caribbean thing? I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's, there's the promotion for Hector's OnlyFan right there, if you just I know, zoom right? in on a certain part of that screen. <laughs> um, obviously, I'm Papa Smurf. You don't, want, don't make me pull out the tripod. <laughs> and we've got Braden from Noble Sports who just disappeared on us right as I do an intro for him, probably being a dad. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out Noble Sports Guy, he is another brand of ours. He will make his way back here in a second. Um, but while we wait for him, Hector, takes around the world of sports, sir. Actually, you know what? Fuck that. I completely fucked up. Guys, today, Hector's going to be talking about a couple of things, like normal. And then we have the... Uh, it's a slow news cycle. You know, it's the end of May. OTAs just started. But the NFL has been talking about some interesting stuff. Uh, so we're going to talk about the Pro Bowl a little bit for like once in a million years. So, 100%. I mean, I mean, where do we even start? If we're going to let's just get it out the way so that we don't have to deal with the, the bullshit later. Let's just hit straight to the point. We're going to hit the MLB and get over this Josh Donaldson, Tim Anderson bullshit. I just, like I said, when we were right before we jumped on live, people are becoming too soft and every little thing that comes out of someone's mouth, the first thing the other op, the opposite person wants to say is racist. So yeah, to fill everybody in, if, if, if you haven't watched a lick of ESPN in the last fucking week, um, I guess back in 2019, Tim Anderson in an article called himself the next coming of Jackie Robinson or in some equating there within. And since then, I guess Josh Donaldson on and off has been on his case. Now Donaldson calls it friendly. It's been reported that they've never liked each other. I don't really care, but Josh Donaldson has been on his case calling him Jackie. And it, I guess it reached a boiling point the other night and the bench is cleared in the way that baseball does a lot of pushing and shoving and wannabes. And, and that's when Tim Anderson came out saying that it was racist. I let it slide the first time. I'm not letting it slide this time. Um, I don't know. I definitely have the wrong heritage and skin complexion to make like a judgment call one way or the other, but it's, it's hard for me to look at it and go, oh, that's racist. A, when Donaldson doesn't have a history of racism, or so we know to this point. And B, I feel like, and we talked about this in pre, that if Judge called himself the next coming of Babe Ruth, that he's going to get shit when he rounds the bases, that people are going to be like, okay, babe. You know what I mean? And like nudge at him because of that. So I don't know. You made a big statement. Now you're getting ribbed over it and you might not like it. Is it racism? I don't think so. If you want to call Josh Donaldson a bitch, call him a bitch. That's fine. But calling him racist, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Braden? Oh, I think it was someone who got a little butt hurt. That That's the bottom line. Like, th looking at the comments, I wouldn't view it as racism. But then again, I'm also not in the minority. So I, right. I, I can't speak from experience. But it, it seemed like someone got a little bit of a... Uh, big head 
and someone called him out on it, and now he's all butthurt about it. I mean, just just look at it. Just think about Look, the White Sox has played the Yankees, I think, in two or three series this season so far. Mm-hmm. And the Yankees have literally just slapped them around with their dick. You're, the White Sox are playing 500 ball. Yeah. You play the Yankees, they've been spanking you the fuck up. You come out, you make this comment that you're the next coming of Jackie Robinson, whatever, whatever. And there was already a beef from when we went to Chicago earlier in the season and Josh Donaldson applied a, a strong tag to Tim Anderson. It was a strong tag. He did push him off the base. I don't think it was intentional that he drove his knee into him. Right. I don't think that it was intentional for that. He was making a hard play. Um, and obviously, you're going to try to push the person off the bag a little bit to get the call. Yeah, you. you there's things. You know, you... Donaldson has spoken about how they've played on the same team before and they've joked about that comment and they've, you know, like you said, it's 2022 now. That happened in 2019. Over the last four years, I'm pretty sure they have gone back and forth about that comment. Sure. So now you come to Yankee Stadium, you're getting your shit pushed in. Granted, you won the last two. Kudos to you. But that thing's that... Does that give you the shit to talk? Like, like you want to, oh, fuck you, mother. Because I saw the comments right after. After they won the, that last game in 1-5-0. Oh, it was, oh, I shut those motherfuckers up. And, but, we don't, but we don't get on him for that. Right. But, but you want to not... get on Josh Donaldson for telling him, oh, it don't seem like you the real Jackie. Mm-hmm. And honestly, not... you're not, Tim Anderson. You're not. And you never will be. No one, no black man in MLB history going forward will never be Jackie Robinson. No. So when you say a comment like that, people are going to rip you for it because you're not. And what? You're going to be like, oh, well, I'm still breaking barriers. Why? Because you're black in the league? That, That You're not breaking no fucking barriers, bro. Right. Jackie did that. Right. And if you, even if you want to compare careers... Jackie smokes you out the water. You're not no second coming of Jackie Robinson. Josh Donaldson told you that to your face, and now you got mad and you're like, wait, how do I get him in trouble? You're racist. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with it. I agree with it. And and here's my look on this. If, first of all, baseball players, like I said before about the whole fighting thing, baseball players aren't about it. They're never really about it. Some are. Um, some are. That, that is true. Jerry Wilson kid on the Reds, that man throw bows. That is true. There are there have been a couple of times in the league. Um, but no, like you said it, he even in Tim Anderson's own quote, he said it back in 2019 and I didn't really fuck with it, but I let him slide. If it was that serious that now you want to make national media attention, that now you want to start crying about it and screaming racism, if it was that serious. You would have handled your shit long time ago. Long time. Because if Donaldson said it back in 19 and your paths have crossed all the way this time and he's never said it again, which I find it very hard to believe, because especially if I'm talking shit and I know I'm getting under your skin, I'm going to drive that bitch home and I'm never going to fucking stop on it. So if he said it and he keeps saying it, now you want to say something? Now it's a problem to you. You didn't, you found it such to be a big issue before and racism before, but you didn't fucking, when you had the chance, punch him in the mouth. Nah, I, I, I don't know. 
and for I don't the- know. Again, can I call something racism or not? No, I- I'm not. Like Braden said, I'm not in the minority. I can't tell you how he felt and how he took it or how minorities take it. I can't. I'm not that you person. See that but- I. In 2022, I want to put a pause to this. I'm the minority. You don't understand. Bullshit. Because there's still racism, just like it's racism to a black guy, racism to a Puerto Rican, a Cuban, a Mexican. There is racism for white people. 100%. But that's, and I agree with you because there totally is. But that doesn't change the fact that I can't speak on the black experience. I can't speak on the Hispanic experience. I can't speak on the Asian experience. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying that there's not racism that goes all ways. I'm just saying I can't speak on the black experience. I can't speak as a black man saying, oh, Jackie Robinson, calling somebody a black man Jackie is racist. I can't speak on that because I can't speak on that experience. But I am saying it's just fishy as shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I don't know. I feel like, like Braden said, I feel like you're just being a little soft. You're being a little butthurt. You know, you said something. Your ego got big. Donaldson's been riding you on it, and you finally snapped over it. Does it make does it make Donaldson a bitch? Yeah, maybe. Fuck, that's, that's your judgment call. Doesn't make him racist? Ah, it's hard for me to say yes to that. And when it comes down to the MLB putting their disciplinary, uh, disciplinary actions down, if you okay, you want to find him an undisclosed amount like you did? Cool. Suspension of a game? I don't think it was it was it was yeah. deemed worthy of. Well, that's like Joe Kelly when he got suspended for what? 6 games for making a face? You know what I mean? Like I don't know. You know, speaking of Joe Kelly, oh my god, he said a racist comment that same game. What did he say? And no one said nothing. I missed it. What did he, he say? Yeah, he was pitching to, I want to say it was Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks got to first base or second base. He was trying to steal or something. He ended up picking him off. And he said there were some words exchanged. And from what I was reading in a few articles, he said borderline racist shit too to Aaron Hicks. Mm. You don't see Aaron Hicks fucking, oh, my pussy hurts. Let me say racism. Right. Nah, I feel you. I did see that pickoff by that was that was a nice. It was pick-off. right off right after that pickoff. <laughs> and you know Joe pick-off. Kelly. He he I like Joe Kelly because he don't keep his mouth shut. Yeah. But if you're gonna go after a white man over a stupid comment uh uh toward Tim Anderson being a bitch, then go after a white man that's going after a black man on the opposite team. You can't pick and choose when you wanna say, Oh, this is racist and this isn't. I respect that. I yeah. respect that. That's what all I got to say on that shit, because it's bullshit. I think I think it was complete, utter bullshit, and I can't wait for the next Chicago White Sox uh, 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 series with the Yankees. So then, once again, we could drop that big Bronx Bomber dick on their fucking head and just leave it like that. I fucks with it. I fucks with it. Anything else going around in the world of baseball? I mean, it's early in the season. It's fucking the end of May. I mean, the Yankees are still fucking on top. Even with a three-game losing streak, the Yankees are still on top. Um... Astros have been heating up. Aaron Judge is definitely winning the betting on himself thing. Good. He's definitely winning that betting on himself. He 17 home runs and it's only 40 games into the season. Bro, you almost hit a home run in 50% of the games. Yeah, he's he's on a tear, man. And and like you said, I I mean he's winning the bet on himself, and the Yankees are just gonna have to pay. 
I I could be in the minority, and Braden and Hector, you can talk me off the edge here. I don't know if he continues the rip that he's at. I don't know if I pay him. I think I trade him because he's going to require a dumbass amount of money. He's going to look for Carlos Stanton money. He's looking for that 10-year, 325 mil range. And if he continues this pace and he wins MVP, he's getting paid. Even if he doesn't win MVP and he keeps his pace, he has 300, you know, 40-plus home runs, 100-plus RBIs, whatever, he's still going to get paid. He's going to get that 300 mil. Right. I just it's either from the Yankees or someone else. Well, that's what I'm saying. But if I'm the Yankees, it wouldn't be for me. And I love Judge. I love Judge. It just gets to a point where at what point does it become too much? Well, that's what the Yankees are trying to stop at because the Yankees don't want to have another Alex Rodriguez contract. Right. But if you bet on yourself and you, and I mean, Judge is going to get 300. I don't think 10 years. But he right. won't get $300 million. Oh, and if yeah. it's not him, the Giants are already uh, opened up cap to take him. And he's a Cali native. Mm. He's a Cali native. So, in the, And I think he grew up a Giants fan. So the Giants are in it for him. The Texas uh, Rangers are in it for him. The Astros are in, in the, the, the race for him. There's a bunch of teams willing to, to empty the load to take Judge. Empty the, yeah. the wallet load? So, so what, else, I mean, what else we got? Besides that, well, the, so, uh, it's, I think it's, the athletics are looking closer to finalizing coming to Vegas. I know they keep coming. The big wigs keep coming back to Vegas to check like sites. So I would like to see it. Vegas is the new sports town. But, hey, you know, it's always made sense because that's, you know, Vegas sets the betting lines. But Vegas is becoming the sports town here recently. The Astros need to get out of, out of Oakland. I mean, when, when your minor the league athletics. team are having the more, yeah, the athletics, the, the, oh, Oakland. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. One, of the, one of the last teams in Oakland, yeah. When your yeah. minor t- league teams are, are selling more seats than your actual, like, MLB team, there's a problem. That's always been the A's problem, though, man. They just cannot – I don't know what it is, man. They, ju- they just don't have – Football fans, yes, but not like diehard baseball fans out there. It's stunning to me. It's too many teams. I mean, you got you got the A's, you got the Angels, you got the Giants, you got the Dodgers. Yeah. And all those other teams are paying their players more money. They have nicer stadiums. The problem is the A stadium is trash. And mm. if you look at the minor league stadium here in Vegas, like it is state of the art, like it got voted the best minor league stadium. In the U.S., like, it's amazing. Like, I've been to it. They have a giant pool that you can watch the game in. They do all what? these promotions. Yeah, you could chill in a pool watching the game. It's, like, uh, past uh, center field. So, Sold. it's, like, it's awesome. My uh, my wife and I, we have tickets, so we're going to go to a game in August. There you go. There you go. I'm jealous. Brady's going to be in the pool videotaping us, videotaping <laughs> on the glide. There you go. With our, with our, uh, here comes my, my little sponsorship nod, even though I haven't gotten it yet, uh, with our little flask cap tumblers and little shots there. You like that? You like that? Little, little nudge in there, little sponsorship. Speaking of, sponsored by flask cap. Yeah, soon <laughs> enough. I mean, like, it's official. The emails, the things are all signed. I'm just waiting for it to come in the mail. 
But um, for those of you who drink like Hector and I, Flask Cap is like game changing. Um, Dude, I wish they came in earlier because I would have took that shit to the Bahamas. Bro, I don't know. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. They said they were going to send it out today, which is Monday. But when I went and tracked it, they said they it said they sent it out on like Friday. So today's Tuesday. That oh fuck me. Today's Tuesday. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be here in time for Hector. I'm I'm like fingers crossed for it. Um, but yes, so flask cap goes on a tumbler. You can press a little button and dispense a half ounce of alcohol into your drink of choosing. So instead of having to go make a cocktail, do all the shenanigans, you just press a little button right into your mixer. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Nice. You're right. I'm so fucking excited. Mm. I'm not even going to lie. Anyway, back to sports. There's your quick little, little commercial. Um, I've got one. I, I want to talk about the Rangers, man. I don't know what you had had coming up, but I'm staying in New York about the Rangers, man. We got game five tonight. Rangers down two to one. They had a dominant game three in which they 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 just took over the garden. Um, we should be up two one. Point blank period. We should have took game one. We shot ourselves in the foot. We should be up two yep. one, taking that three one lead to go back to fucking uh 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 Carolina and, and close it out. That's how it should have been. No, I agree wholeheartedly, man. Uh, you know, game one, like you said, game one, you know, Rangers are are up late in the period, late in the third period. Carolina comes and ties it up, and then they just control OT and went in OT. Um, game two, the Rangers just – it was a closer game. You know, it was a close game, but Carolina just seemed to be in control the entire time. Um, you know, game three, the Rangers had it. Hopefully we can win in the garden. But the problem is, is Carolina has home ice. So we need to steal a game on the road. Even if we take it down to game seven, we need to win a game on the road. Um, and it scares me because how long, how much longer can the Rangers take it to game seven? The lightning are sitting there twiddling their fucking thumbs waiting for whoever comes out of this. And I was talking to a few guys on the other glide last night. And I and I was talking to Monkey, and I even said it. I said, even if the Rangers win, regardless who wins, Canes or Rangers, I love you, Rangers, but I don't see any one of them beating the Tampa Bay Lightning. Canes might have a chance. Yeah. But Tampa's I, I don't see anybody. Solid. I think Tampa Bay might go and push right through that and, and wait in this, for the Stanley Cup against whoever comes out the West. I mean, I'm going to say it because I'm a Rangers fan. Rangers are going to stomp them in four. Rangers will sweep if they make it past Carolina. Um, how I seriously I say that, I don't know. <laughs> hey, I'm rooting for you guys. I'm rooting yeah. for you guys. I wanted to ask you now that we have you here, Braden, how are the Knights doing? When's their next game? <laughs> 2023. You can ask, you, you can ask uh, DeBoer how he, <laughs> how he likes his new job. I'm right. <laughs> I do want to say, though, that even if the Rangers lose, the Rangers still win. Because if you look at the lineup to the Hurricanes, that's all Rangers. They mm-hmm. literally half their team are former Rangers that went to the Canes. Yeah, I know. Auntie Ranta being a big in net being the biggest fucking factor there. I'm like, oh, of course. Of course it is. <laughs> you got Ranta. You got what? what's the homeboy? They were booing the fuck out of him in the Rangers fucking arena in Madison Square Garden the other day. I don't know. I didn't get to watch the other game. Oh, man. Every time the puck even went in his direction, it went from, ah, boo. <laughs> it was fucking great. 
I know that after the game, Ryan Reeves and Artemi Panarin were saying something about a late hit at the end of the game. I, what what happened there? I didn't get to see the whole thing. So the game, literally the clock hit zero. Game is over. They're coming off the ice. Um, the one dude from the Canes uh, checked. I forgot who it was. He stick checked them, knocked the stick out of his hand and everything. Mm. Uh, so he turned around, checked him back, and said, fuck it, drop the stick, and just fucking wrapped him up, slammed him on the ground, and started going at it. You saw the ref try to do everything possible to get involved. Dude was sliding on the ice trying to get in the middle. <laughs> they were not letting go. Was no it Revis? Reeves, Ryan Reeves. No, I don't think it was Reeves involved because I remember seeing a a quote from him saying that he wished he had gotten there a step faster, that he didn't realize what was going on at first, and he was a little bit delayed getting there. Otherwise, he would have been involved. And then I remember him saying, you know, I, I wish I could. Uh, no, or was it Panarin? I saw a quote from Panarin saying that he wishes he could do some dumb shit at the blue line. So we'll we'll see. I think tonight's game going to be a little chippy. Yeah, I think I think you know. Within the first three games of this series, it has been clean, fast-paced, not mm -hmm. many penalties, not many, you know, people going to the box. It's been a pretty – this next game, tonight, someone's fighting. Oh, for sure. Someone's catching well, I guarantee you, Reeves is going to go out there and hit someone. Oh, that's yeah. all he, I, I love him. But that's all he's good for now. Well, that's nowadays. why they that's why they brought him on is to be hitting people. He's he's a new age goon. He's like the new Sean Avery. I mean, let's let's be real about it. I love Ryan Reeves. I do. I love, but let's let's be honest about his role in hockey. <laughs> he's also one of the Fox. nicest guys, too, like outside oh, of sure. hockey. Oh, I bet. Same, I bet. Same with Fox. Fox, they literally put him in because he's a defensive force to just go beat the shit out of people. I love Adam Fox. I'm not going to. I love most of the Rangers. I love that entire squad that they got going on right They're now. so young. Mm-hmm. But they've got a good couple of, like, like Ryan Reeves himself, they've got a good couple of old guys in there to keep everybody level, keep everybody even. You know, honestly, I think that's a big factor of winning coming back down 3-1 against the Penguins. I think that's a big factor of why they're in these games that it's like, oh, shit, you know, backs against the wall, bunch of young kids. You get those older guys kind of even the locker room out, say, hey, let's put our heads down. Let's just go one shift at a time, you know, and, and your, go out your there Your coach is amazing, too. Your coach is amazing. I, I'm still pissed that we fired him. Like, <laughs> I don't one understand. One man's trash I, is another man's treasure, Braden. Like he he did nothing wrong in Vegas. Like he had, and and I'm gonna say this kind of off topic, but I feel like since Vegas wins the Stanley Cup in their first season, it's put it's given fans and it's given the ownership this unreal expectation that if they don't make it to the Stanley Cup every year or make it far in the playoffs, it's a fail. Like it get rid of it everyone. Every get rid of everyone. No, every fucking team should have that mentality. That is the mentality that the Yankees have. You win or it's a bust. So I find it funny that Hector is so much agreeing with that because I was going to say that Vegas is becoming the sports market that New York is. Because New York, the mentality is very much the same. If you're not in the Super Bowl, if you haven't won the Super Bowl, if you haven't won the World Series, if you haven't won the Stanley Cup Finals, if you haven't won the NBA Finals, like, 
it's a failure. You get like two seasons max and then you're gone kind of situation. And Especially I feel like with the Vegas head coaches. For the very same reason, Braden. Vegas is becoming the same way. Oh, especially with hockey. I mean, they, it, and they still had a winning season, but I've never been a fan of DeVore. I think he's a loser. I thought right. he was a loser, and I, I hated the hiring. I wish we would have kept uh, kept him. Yeah. But I don't know what we're going to do. I, I've heard rumors that Gretzky just bought a professional lacrosse team here in Vegas. There's rumors <laughs> that uh, – because he's huge in lacrosse. Like, I guess that's – Oh, well, hockey and lacrosse aren't exactly very different. They're, they're kind of I mean, like guys- close cousins. <laughs> You guys set yourself up for having this kind of, I call it a good, bad situation where your expectations are that high. You come in first season in as an expansion team and you're in the Stanley Cup finals. I'm sorry. If I just built a team and brought them down here to Columbia, South Carolina, in my first year, I take that team to Stanley Cup finals. Every fucking year, I better be in the Stanley Cup Finals. If not, your job is on the fucking line. You already set a standard year one. The Columbia my my, my, <laughs> my unpopular <laughs> opinion about that, though, if the Vegas shooting didn't happen, I guarantee Vegas wouldn't have made it to the Stanley Cup. I, I, that's what I'm going to say wholeheartedly because Ooh. I mean, they it were does, playing, it they that were, extra. Yeah, they that were playing for more than just a game, like – they they picked a city up that was in ruins like like that that's still like a lot of my buddies are cops and their first day on the job or they're rookies that was their first experience was the Vegas shooting and sure. to see how how they picked us up and made us seem like oh even though this tragedy happened it's okay like yes they didn't win the Stanley Cup but I mean I feel like they did lift it's up the city. Than- it's more than just sports, man. That's why people are like, oh, sports ball. Yeah, sports. Just, yeah, but it's more than sports. There's not, It's way more. Not that that should have happened. The shooting is a tragedy and everything. Of course. But for cities and teams that have something like that happen, like it builds, uh, it builds like chemistry and camaraderie and it builds this, you get this thing in that city now. Like your team was the one good good thing that was happening at that moment. Right. Like that's that's a driving force there. Now, you know, especially with that year happening, you have the tragedy, you go to the Stanley Cup finals. That is what's making Vegas even more popular now, which is why the athletics might go to Vegas, which is why they're looking into building more stadiums and bringing teams over. Like that sets you up hitting that Stanley Finals. Because if honestly, if the Golden Knights didn't make the Stanley Cup Finals, let's just say they fucking shot the bed that year. Shitty in last place. Like, uh, imagine, just just imagine, they were shitty last place, like just completely trash season. You would not be having the hype that you guys have. 100%. 100 Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Like in 10 years, say, let's look 10 years down the road, and Vegas is like a thriving sports city, right? Yeah, the Knights have won a championship. The new Las Vegas A's have won. You know, the Raiders have made a Super Bowl, let's say. You know, if in 10 years, and I firmly believe it's trending this way, Vegas is a thriving sports city, the Vegas Knights are the ones that made it happen. The, the Knights are the, the the force. Their success in their first year is key. Because if they don't, if they come out and have a Seattle Kraken kind of year, sports in Vegas dies. But for them to come out and have that kind of year, sports in Vegas is now thriving. I'm not trying to hear any NHL conspiracy theories or sports theorists out there. So don't 
hit me up in the DMs. And then on top, you you throw in that you just built. Honestly, I think the Raiders NFL Stadium in Vegas is one of the coolest fucking stadiums I've it's ever beautiful. seen. It's beautiful. Blacked out. Like, it looks fucking dope. And mm-hmm. on top of that, it's not like the Raiders are bad. They're actually playing very well and have a very good potential of make. They're definitely going to make the playoffs. The whole division is. But make a, a good push for the for the Super Bowl. That's just making Vegas. You so you go from Golden Knights going to the Stanley Cup. You got Raiders potential Super Bowl. Like this is just building. Now yep. if you get the Oakland A's over to Vegas, granted they're not going to be over there winning chips yet. But if you put the right pieces in there. Yeah, but you're definitely going to see a bump in viewership. You're definitely, I mean, like you said, Knights' first season, Stanley Cup playoffs. Raiders' first season in in Las Vegas playoffs, or Stanley Cup finals, then playoffs. You know, and I think the A's give it two or three years after they move over. You're going to see a huge, huge shift in play, huge. Because who doesn't want to go there? Who doesn't want to go play yeah. in the hottest sports market out on the market right now? Like right now, boxing and UFC. They're pretty much all year round. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And most of their fights are in Vegas or in Mexico or in Florida or some shit like that. But right. most of the time, Vegas. That's the that's where you go ones. for your big money. Mm-hmm. What are those guys doing when before they get into their fights or after they're getting into their fights? Mm-hmm. I'm going to catch a game. Mm-hmm. Or imagine, imagine if you're, you know, John D. Everyman, and you're going to go out there, you know, we go to visit Braden and stuff, and... Uh, I don't know if I heard this right, and I could be wrong, but for some reason, I feel like I heard Allegiant has a sports betting area, a sports betting room. Now, I could be completely wrong in hearing I that. think they do. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Like, how how cool is that experience? Be like, hey, man, let's go catch a game. You know, we're going to go out and visit Braden. Let's go catch a game, and we're chilling. We're having drinks, you know, in, in Allegiant's sports betting room. You know what I mean? They're... I don't know that like that experience in my head is fucking next level. Well, you can take a tour of the stadium now. I think it's like $50. You get to go into the locker room. You get to go on the field and it's cool. Like we went to the BYU Arizona game and my brother and I were walking around and we didn't have enough time to look at everything. Cause not only is it a stadium, but they have so much history, so much cool. They had local artists come and paint murals and stuff like that. And it's, I don't know. I, I And I feel like Vegas is just going to keep thriving because even the Aces, the Aces are 7-1, yeah. and one and they're looking like the favorite to win the women's cha- – the, the Commissioner Cup and to win the, the championship. So, And, I mean, yeah, the Vegas, running Rebels Vegas back sports. in the 90s were really good too. People forget yeah, that. Vegas sports is definitely on the come up, man. Vegas sports is definitely on the come up. And, honestly, it's all because of the Vegas Golden Knights. Every Absolutely. every ounce of it's got it in my mind is attributed to them. Hundred yeah. percent. What else we got in the world of sports? I didn't mean to hijack that with hockey talk. Uh, we got the NBA, where uh, mm. Miami got their shit pushed in last night by Boston. It was an absolute horrific game on their side. Um, we already know Golden State's going to go into tonight. They're probably going to sweep the Mavs. Even if the Mavs take a game, there's no way they come back from down three zero to win four in a row against Steph Curry and that kind of powerhouse that they got with them shooting them guys that could shoot the ball. No way. Um, we'll see. Uh, I, I The Miami-Boston matchup, like I said, is back and forth. Uh, Miami plays well at home. Boston plays well at home. 
They both took each game at their respective homes. It's like a flip-flop. I don't like games like that. I don't like series like that where it's a blowout every game, depending on who's home. Right. Um, but then again, but you, you want to like, hear a crazy stat about that this whole entire series so far? So there's been, what, 12 quarters. The Celtics have led or outscored Miami, and I want to say it was nine of those 12 quarters. Miami's only outscored Boston in three quarters, and it's still tied 2-2. Jesus. Like, Boston is killing it. Like, I'm gonna. I'm not a Boston fan. I'm a Utah Jazz fan, and they're at home. But Boston, I would have to say, is one of the best teams since January. I I would have to say they they're killing it. Oh, they have been since that drum. And and, and they actually brought it up on Sports Center one day. Since that really really bad loss to the New York Knicks, they didn't. They pretty much didn't lose after that. Why does New York continue? to do this we did it with drew bledsoe the jets the new york sack exchange knocked out drew bledsoe and then we all the fuck know what happened there and then the knicks beat the piss out of the fucking celtics and look at this shit why the fuck does new york sports continue to fuck up boston teams just for them to go nuclear on their respective sports why why do we keep congratulations you played yourself new york fucking jesus now <laughs> Whoever makes it, obviously, like I said, Golden State, to me, is 100% going to be in the finals. Yeah, What's yeah. going to happen between Miami and Boston? I don't know. I do think Boston wins it, though. Not going to lie. I think Boston steals ones in Miami, goes home, and ends it. Well, especially with all the injuries, too. Boston, the a golden Boston, a golden state warriors, Boston Celtics final would be, I think it would be exciting. Cause that's a, a very potent offense versus one of the best defenses in the league. I think Boston has a better chance in that series in that finals than a lot of people would give them credit for. Now, again, casual basketball fan. I feel like the need to say that at the beginning of every statement uh, that I make about basketball, but having, paid attention vaguely to these playoffs a little bit more than vaguely to these playoffs. I feel like Boston's been counted out before they've ever entered every series and they've come out here and kind of blown people away and played way better basketball than people anticipated. So I feel like Boston playing the Warriors is going to be a seven game, like way better series than people think. That's just me. And they're playing, they're playing really well with missing key players too. Cause Marcus smarts, missed games, Al Horford's missed games. Uh, mm -hmm. Robert Williams the third is missed games and they're still winning. Like they're they're a lot of fun to watch. Like I, I've watched a lot of their games and it's just entertaining. Like they're killing it at three I point. Have, I have noticed and and it's funny that you just said three point, Braden. I have noticed when they shoot too many threes, they shoot themselves in the foot. Because when they shoot too many threes, their percentage of how efficient they are shooting those threes go down. Right. The less threes they shoot, I feel like they make more threes the less they shoot it. Right, be a little bit more concise and pick your shots better than just fucking hauling it up there. You know, when they shoot less threes, they are more efficient. They're making more of the threes instead of just lobbing threes up like they're Golden State Warriors. Right. And now, you know, you're shooting 25% from three, and Makes now you're sense. down 25. Makes sense. Makes sense. We have and anything else on basketball or no? Because I got some football talk. 
Nixon it's six. Crazy. Nixon, Nixon six. six. <laughs> so so much for that tattoo. Uh, I know, right? <laughs> so I'm not even gonna break for a commercial. We'll just like run this episode as an around the world of sports because in late May. News cycles are really slow for football, so we're just gonna run this whole thing as an around the world of sports. So we're wrapping. Unless we talk today, about baby. women's football, women's we football could talk about the- women's football. <laughs> um, what did you share? Speaking of, before we get into the NFL, Braden, was it Texas elite women's football? What is on like a sixty-game winning streak or something 40, like that? Forty, forty game. A- did I have the name right? Yes, Texas okay. elite. Yeah, yeah so she, the elite and they're Spartans. from the WNFC, and yeah. they've been on. So Braden shared it; otherwise, I would have had no knowledge of this uh, because the, I follow the WNFC, but they did, didn't make a big deal out of it. And if they did, I completely missed it on a forty-game winning streak. I don't care, you know, for all the oh, well, it's women's football, fucking idiots out there. For any team in any competition ever, always. Having that kind of winning streak, it doesn't matter what level or what you feel about the sport. Like, 40 games in a row is fucking wild. And most of the games are blowouts. They're not even – and That's I think wild. only a couple of teams have scored on them. And this season, they almost lost a game. They won 20-21. to 21. So, it was Ooh. really good. And this, this year, they might be knocked off because there's four undefeated teams going in the playoffs. There's mm-hmm. two in the Pacific region, and then there's two in the Atlantic region, Texas being one of them. Uh, I mean, they it's fun to, to watch them play. I want to say their quarterback actually got selected to be the starting quarterback for Team USA that's headed oh, that's to Finland cool. this summer. That's fucking cool. I want to know where in, in, in people growing up did women's sports become, like, not – as important you know we go like like i put it like this when you grow up uh say you got a sister obviously zach i know you got a sister i i got two sisters Braden. i don't know if you have you yeah you i have one sisters. sister you know put it like this you grow up you're watching them play sports you support them you go to their games you cheer them on you go to middle school you go to high school i'm sorry when i was in high school None of my, I didn't go to high school with none of my sisters. They had already graduated, but Valley Central softball was one of the best in New York. Valley Central swimming for women's undefeated. Won the state title. Killers. Multiple years. Mm -hmm. Valley Central, the track and field for women's untouchable. Holly. Holly Cavaluzzo was untouchable. She went to Oregon, Oregon to run track for them and broke records. Mm-hmm. So where in you supporting women's sports growing up, going to high school and all that, and then you going into your, you know, adulthood, did women's sports become like second nature? Because last as time a- I checked, I, I, st- bro, like I said, in high school, I supported them motherfuckers like a, like a, so I was out there. Hell yeah. My, my girls is better than your girls. Because now that we're adults, it's a hobby. It's a hobby. Girls can't play sports. In high school, it's okay that it's a hobby. But as but as adults, yeah, no. No, oh, you can't. So it's do okay that. for a man to make it a profession, but not a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the Obviously. mindset, unfortunately. Like, yeah, it, it irks me. So like all comments, so like I'm a top fan for both the WNFC and the WFA pages and i'll comment mm-hmm. and a lot of times they'll post videos of like 12 year old girl that's balling it out with the boys with the boys mm-hmm. and is balling it out 
And all these negative comments are grown men that have little girls in their profile pictures or they're married to women. I'm like, what are you setting? What example are you setting to these little girls, these kids? You're telling them they're not as important because of the gender? Like, are you kidding me? Like, it's just frustrating. I get it to an extent when you're like, you should keep the sports, you know, Women's sports are women's sports. Men's sports are men's sports. If you're a transgender or whatever, you should make your own league. Because obviously you don't want to play with the men, but you want to take advantage of the women's. Eh, I don't so necessarily make, agree. You, no, that's a lot of men necessarily with transgender agree. stuff. They go over to women's leagues and they dominate like the swimmer. She won one heat and came in like eleventh in all the rest. You have an advantage in that sense. You should make in this world, in this day and age, you should have your own league. Then you should have your own. I don't necessarily disagree. I don't disagree in like a co-ed. It doesn't matter whether you're female, male, transgender, whatever. As long as you sign a waiver and you're cool with it, fine. Whatever floats your boat in the end. I don't care. A lot of these little girls are playing with the boys because there isn't a league for girls. And that's why. And they want to play. And I'm all for it. If you want to play and you can... Some of these girls can hit, man. Like, oh, yeah, no. like, what, like, oh for while sure. While they're younger, while they're younger, yes. Now, when you're an adult and you're trying to make it, I'm saying they should have their own league. Women have their own league. Men have their own league. That are you supported. shouldn't be trying to interject a woman into MLB baseball. I'm sorry. There's a very low chance that you are successful against a grown-ass man in MLB baseball. I think the point that Hector is trying to get to before we get too far derailed (laughs) is that there should be professional leagues that are supported just as much as men's leagues. I think is the original point that Hector was getting to. No, yeah, 100%. I'm just saying, saying, especially with – I know people will try to take it out of content and all that. That's why I wanted to make sure we brought it back. this day and age, if you want to be in the LGBTQ and all that stuff, and you want to be a, a woman being a man or a man being a woman, you should have your own league so there's no interference, no nothing, and people can go and stay, and they want right. they want to support that, go support that. Right. Women's leagues, you, women. Now, growing up as a child, yes, there's not many uh, uh, places for little girls and stuff like that and to join a be. football team or a baseball team or something like that. So it at that age, because there's not much difference right. between the girl and the boy in their athletic ability, Right. It's okay to let them play together. I'm not going to lie, though. I'm going to take a different stance than you. Not that I'm saying it's not okay for girls to play, you know, sports with boys, but I think there should be girls leagues. Not to separate and segregate and, oh, boy, you can't play with the boys because you're not good enough, but to highlight their own, like, to Braden's point. You know, especially on like Lois Cook, we've all talked to, we've all made friends with. Check out the comments on her TikToks and her videos and stuff. Oh, well, you wouldn't last a day in the NFL. She's like, great, but I don't play in the NFL. Like, I play in the WFA. It <laughs> right. Keep it to the competition level that the competition level. And it's not like one's better or, diff- or this or that than the other. It's just this is the competition here. That's, that's the competition okay, so- there. Keep it to your levels. Keep that's it to your spaces. That's what I'm trying to say, Zach. You got to keep it to your level of competition. Right. Right. We're not- you cannot make it unfair because it is unfair. Not no. that it's unfair that a woman's in MLB. They're right. at a disadvantage. Right. And And there should be leagues that support and promote 
young girls that saying, hey, look, this is a girls league because there's steps to this. Just like in boys leagues, there's Mighty Mites. There's, you know, modified football. There's JV. There's varsity. There should be the same level of support for girls individually to say, hey, I can climb these ranks in my divisions, in my gender, in my, you know what I mean? Happiness. There, uh, The fact that women's sports, girls' sports, are not as heavily promoted as men's as young boys is just wild to me. What kills yeah. me also with it is even in the the women's leagues that are out there, who's coaching those leagues? Men. Why are they coaching that league? Mm-hmm. Why are they coaching that league? They should. I'm a hundred percent. They shouldn't be. A, a woman should be coaching that team. I, I don't disagree. Why are you putting a man in, in a man in, in a in a position of power in a league that he's not playing in? I personally think that it's because there's not enough interest because there hasn't been enough representation. We are still in like the the fucking newborn age of promotion of women's sports. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and I I pray to God that we because I would heck I agree with you with more and more women entering the NFL and coaching in other roles and front office roles and major power play roles i agree they should be definitely in as well as in in women's like they're pushing so much for women to go coach in the nfl but in your own league you got a bunch of men coaching your teams get them the hell out put in a bunch of women to run your teams yeah at the end of I the agree. day though they're not getting paid unfortunately with the wnfc the wfa and they want they want to get they want if they do a good job, I feel like they should get paid. And right now, with it still being in the early stages of their leagues, they're they have to pay to play. So I, I understand to an extent. I'm, uh, but I agree. And shout out to the Silver Stars because their owner Carrie Walters. Not only is she an owner, she's a player and a coach. So she's the, awesome. the trifecta. Like, and she's like an OG for women's football. Uh, if you if you listen to breaking down the tape and take one thing from this episode. Get the fuck on Google or Safari for you inferior Apple users and and look up your closest women's football team to be it the WFA, be it the WNFC. Uh, go check them out. Go to a game. Um, I can speak personally for myself. I went down to Virginia to watch the DC Divas play and I had an absolute blast. Um, I love football in all forms, but. Go support women's football. Go support women's sports. There's no reason not to. Absolutely not. So like there's, there's my soapbox. It's a little bit weird, like right? Like you got college ba- baseball mm-hmm. for men and, and college softball for women. And then after that, you know, the men go to the MLB, but where the fuck do the women go? Yep. Team don't. USA and not all the people. Not Only the best go to Team USA. So now Mm -hmm. you're taking only the best of Team USA off of based off of their careers in college. But where are they playing? Because they should have their own major league uh, uh, league. I agree. I agree. And that's the problem, Hector, is because you called it a career, but too many people look at it as a hobby. That's the issue. It's a career for a man, but but it's a career for a man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I interviewed uh, Reagan Rush a while back. She's a professional hockey player in Europe. And yep. it's because in the States, there isn't really a professional hockey. There is, but it's it's super-duper small in the States right. where in Europe, hockey is huge for both men and women. So, like, mm-hmm. she's killing it overseas. 
but it's sad that we can't keep our own talent here. Like, well, look at it this way. Look at Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner, who, by the way, still isn't motherfucking freed from Russia. But look at Brittany Griner. The reason that she is over there is to supplement her bullshit fucking income in the WNBA. So she's playing in the offseason in Europe and then got caught in this bullshit and still isn't free. If I think I'm they're right. negotiating her release for yes, a prisoner. The, the NBA and WNBA teamed up now. The NBA teamed up with WNBA and obviously the U.S. government to get her out. That's another thing. Brittany Griner is one of the biggest stars in the WNBA. I think her salary in the WNBA is like $200,000. It's less than that, I would say. Granted, granted, that's a lot of money to us. But that's pennies to the NBA players. Mm-hmm. Mind you, she goes over to Russia and she's making three times that to support her family. Mm-hmm. And granted, what's going on in her reasoning uh, reasoning behind getting uh, stuck over there because <laughs> Russia off. wants to be a Russia wants to be a piece of shit with Ukraine and and you know they want to hold her against the US and yeah. that's a whole other conversation. But she had to go to Russia to make money to support the family because the WNBA isn't paying the players the right way. Yep. Yep. I will say Al Davis is doing something right though. Cause he, he bought the Las Vegas aces and mm. wants to change that and is giving their players more money because he has the money to give. Yep. And I hate the argument that people make is, Oh, they don't generate enough money. Okay. If you put in the amount of marketing that you put in the NFL, the NBA, all these other major league sports, Mm-hmm. There's going to be more money because how many people don't even know that there are professional women's leagues? Bro, I, to even to my own discredit, I knew about the DC Divas because of the of phenomenal marketing that Lois has done for herself. Oh, yeah. I have one right up the road, the New York Knockout. I didn't fucking know that shit until fucking uh, Lois called me out on it. And I was like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... But anyway, keeping it in football and and ridiculous opinions of shit, the NFL is discussing getting rid of the Pro Bowl and replacing it with other activities that would draw more fan revenue or something to that effect. I'm all Where for do we it. stand? All for it. I I think if you're gonna get rid of the Pro Bowl, which again I'm for it too right now because the Pro Bowl back then was cool. The Pro Bowl right. now wasn't. If you get rid of the Pro Bowl, you should bring back those crazy like Pro Bowl events that we did. Let's see how who could throw the ball the farthest, who could mm-hmm. take the longest field goal, who could do the, all these, you know, do all these crazy events that they used to do back in the day before the Pro Bowl, before the Pro Bowl game that they did, mm-hmm. you know, while they were vacationing, they did all these little events, dodgeball, all this crazy shit as competitions, and then the Pro Bowl happened. Right. You bring that shit back. So I, I put out a TikTok on this earlier. So, A, I agree. That was already in my head. Like, bring back the, the throwing competition with quarterbacks. Institute a race, like a 100-yard dash between, you know, receivers and running backs. You know, a, a beer-chugging a flip cup competition with, with NFL linemen. You know, so – but somebody commented on my TikTok – and he absolutely wins this. He said, have them do competitions from other sports. So a home run derby, a three-point competition. Uh, you know what I mean? Like different, hey, why not? you know, uh, right. A speed, you know, from the NHL, a speed skating or a hardest slap shot competition. And I was like, wait, what? 
that's fucking awesome. I, Shifty, I would take like AFC that. versus NFC in a softball competition. Let's go. Could you could you imagine like linemen in a home run competition? Imagine the tanks, the absolute fucking nukes that are going to be launched into the stratosphere in that style of competition. And, well, uh, didn't Miles Garrett play in the NBA celebrity game this past season and kill yeah, that? Like, like, Miles like, Garrett's not allowed it. to compete. Miles Garrett's, you can call me racist, you can call me whatever you want, that's fine in this statement. Miles Garrett's not allowed to complete, be, compete in shit because he was built in a fucking lab somewhere. That dude <laughs> on the planet, okay? That dude is massive, and he was dunking all over motherfuckers. I saw a picture of him with his, like, eyes at the rim. No, that's that is scarier than all of the wildlife in Australia combined. Dunk competition between fucking some of the most athletic NFL players. A dunk competition. Have like have off or do it like like you said a field goal competition, but with wide receiver. You know what I mean? Like there are so many cool and fun and have I think uh, and then this is off the top of my head live right here. Have an average Joe's competition, like with. I them. miss that TV show. That TV show. You know what I mean? Lit. Like have have a have a kicking competition between linemen and like your average everyday American. Sell tickets. They just go in there, be like, you point in the point it to the crowd and be like, you could kick a field goal. I bet. Mm-hmm. Or have have a skills competition. Have you know like the 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 passing competition with with average people at wide receiver. So Drew Brees throwing to you. You know what I mean? Like just a random person. You know you can sell tickets. You know thousand dollar tickets to enter into this. You know whatever. I think that would be people would tune in for that kind of shit. Absolutely. I think that's the change of the day. Yeah, because the Pro Bowl now the Pro Bowl now has become just so watered down. You can't tackle. You can't breathe on them. You can't sneeze at them. You can barely look. Look at him. Shit, if you throw the ball at him, that's wrong. But, but that's why would you? football? But on the flip side, why would you? Like, if I'm an NFL player making hundreds of millions of dollars and I get selected to the Pro Bowl, okay, awesome. But why would I go out there and do jack shit? I'm not. You want to? Uh, Sam me. You want to get by me? Get by me. I'm not tearing shit. I'm not breaking shit trying to but stop. Not, see, you're taking it to the extent of saying I need to go out there and play like I'm playing to go to the Super Bowl. Well, no. first of all, the Pro Bowl, yeah. the Pro Bowl was before the Super Bowl at one point. Yeah, it so, still so is. that the people that got elected that are going to the Super Bowl can still go to the Pro Bowl. I hated the fact that they put it after the uh, uh, before the Super Bowl. It was, I think, after. Yeah, it used to be after. Now it's before. Whatever it was, um, that that in itself got me upset. I'm not saying go out there and play. 100% like you're trying to play for the Lombardi trophy, but I'm saying go out there and give a show. I don't want to, if I wanted flag football, I'd go see flag football. But I'm not trying to idea. see you in, I'm not trying to see you in pads and helmet for a running back to take a fucking HB dive, get 15 yards, and the minute a linebacker comes up to him, they're blowing the whistle. Right. Well, that's exactly why they need to do away with it, because the expectations of seeing an NFL player in pads and full uniform says, OK, I'm about to watch competition, but it's not. So why have it anymore? Just like I said, do all of this extra fun shit that I think would be absolutely wild to watch. And like a, a chugging competition between linemen. Oh, I, okay. So you brought it there. I was about to say it. And this is just personally me. Bakhtiari would win. Every I will year. take. I will take on anyone. You want just average Joes versus NFL players drinking competition. All huh? I need is me and Zach. 
Sold. Sold. A, a crate race? We got him. I'll take any NFL lineup in a crate race. Let me pick my guys. I'll take any NFL lineup. Braden, you're on the box of wine. <laughs> but no, no. I'm first. Like I said, I, I, obviously uh, we're all in agreement that doing away with the Pro Bowl is the best idea. But I definitely think they should make like a jam-packed week of just cool-ass fucking competitions and stop making it in Hawaii. Like, no offense to Hawaii, but it's so fucking inaccessible it was in for Vegas the average everyday year. person. Oh, Vegas this last year. Okay, but start yeah, bouncing it around it in Hawaii. Stop bouncing it around like the the combine and shit now, or the the draft and shit now. Start bouncing it around to different cities and shit, so that it's more accessible to more Americans and more people. And I, I don't know. I think it would be a fucking crazy time. I think it'd be a well, blast the only for them reason, to have some sort of cool activity. The only reason I think they kept putting it toward Hawaii was, well, it's it's February, right? It's February, so they need the warmest place, which is it's either Florida or Hawaii. Sure. Sure, but I mean, you could still. There's domes. You could put it in in the cold in stadium. Louisiana, you could put you it could. in. You know what I mean? Um, I saw another guy, another comment on TikTok, and I want to hear you guys' thoughts on this. He said, "Have it an actual Pro Bowl game, but do it with like bubble roster guys. Do it with guys who were like undrafted this last year, or who you know what I mean, practice squad level guys. You know, have a full blown competitive competitive tackle football game." But with guys who aren't on NFL rosters, who just missed the line, who just, you know what I mean? And have have that kind of style where these guys can earn their keeps for next year. What do you yeah. think about that kind of mentality on it? I like that, too. I, I want to feed off of that. I think the guys that get selected to the Pro Bowl should be able to pick a guy in their respective uh, position – to take their place to play. So, like, Devontae Adams gets selected to the Pro Bowl, and he's on the Raiders. He goes and he picks the next wide receiver on his team, on his respective team, to take his place. Obviously, the Pro Bowl and the accolade itself still goes to Devontae Adams, but sure. he picks a wide receiver in his, in his team to take his place to showcase himself, to see where – you know, get some playing time hmm. to see how it's going to be for the following year. Okay, so like take like a practice, like can it be a practice squad guy in this world or no? Just it has to be a, a team player. I'm, well, I'm I'm saying more of a team player, not a practice guy. I'm okay. So it gives that, that, that you know, that the second or third or fourth string guy right. some showcase time. So they could sure. be like, all right, maybe we can plug him in the next season and see what he can do. I'm not opposed to that. Yeah, it would be good to too. Because then at that point, you can make those guys ball the fuck out. Right. Because if they get injured, they get injured. It is, I mean, it sucks that they get injured, but you, as you an organization, you play, you play like a legit game right. and you let them showcase their talents as that second, third, or fourth string. Right. In all honesty, it's a win win. And to the injury point, you know, as a team standpoint, if you get injured, you get injured. It's not like you were a guy who really affected the outcomes of games in the first place. And B, if you are that guy, this is your chance to make a statement against talent instead of just in practices, instead of just, you know, oh, wow, that guy looked good and, and shoulder pads and a helmet. Like, this is your moment to make a stand and say, hey, I'm that guy. And you I'm know what? That dude. I'll even add more into it. 
the number the, the guys that do get selected to the Pro Bowl, if they do want to go to the Pro Bowl and play in it and and know that they're gonna go a hundred, play anyway. So now you got second and third and fourth strings playing a few against a few first stringers. You never know. You never know. Give that guy a chance and he might show you something any given Sunday. I yeah. don't necessarily hate that. I don't necessarily hate that at all. I think either way that they go, if they were to go with that competition of quote unquote lower level guys, or if they were to just go balls to the wall, fun kind of shit, I think either way is better than what we have now. 100%. Yeah. But that's all I got, man. It is a slow news cycle in May. Do I do you guys got one have one more question for you. Oh, shit. What's up? So, so Drew Brees, it's, yeah. it's through the woodworks that he may come back. He may unretire and play. There's also rumors linking him to possibly going to Seattle. How do you like that move? For Drew Brees, let me specify. Um, <laughs> I don't Locke. like it. <laughs> for Drew Locke, I don't like it. Um, for Seattle, I mean, fuck yeah. If you're Seattle, you take that 10 times out of 10. With no questions asked, because your alternative is Drew Locke. And, Gina and, and if if Drew Brees comes knocking on your door, you say yes. If you're everybody but Tampa Bay, you or Green Bay, you fucking say yes. Period. End of story. Um, but if you're Drew Brees, like that's that's dicey. First of all, like, do you think does the world look favor? Does history look favorably on Brett Favre? No, not fucking really. You run a real risk of looking like Brett Favre. You know, that's and, and that's not really do you want to fucking play that game. And you're playing outside in Seattle. Like, no offense to Seattle, but that's not exactly the place you want to play as you get later in the fucking season. We all remember. And or I, later I in your years. Anybody else. But look at fucking Brett Favre when he was playing late into his years in Minnesota and when he was out in Green Bay. Like, he looked miserable. That man was not having fun playing football at no. all. Shit, when he was on the Jets, even though he gave him a 9-7 and seven record, he was looking like he was just, on, at that point, he should have never been back on the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I, I mean, if I'm Seattle, I love it. If I'm a Seattle fan, I'm like fucking spanking my dick every night praying to God Drew comes to, to Seattle. But if, I, if I'm a Drew Brees fan or if I'm Drew Brees myself or if I'm a sports historian and I don't I don't like that at all. I think yeah, that's my, bad my thing is, too, when you decide to retire, that's it. Like you're hanging it up. If you come back and you're like, I want to unretire, I, I you're you're ruining your career, bro. Like you have a certain outlook of your career. You retire. And then two, three years down the road, you're like, I think I still got it. Like now, you look like a dumbass. Yeah. Like I, I don't think care. The only you person come back... that could pull it off was Marshawn Lynch, and he only did it for a couple games. And he barely, and he didn't even play to the extent of how he played when he was in the league the first time. Mm-hmm. He was not the same Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, I, I, I think everybody. With the exception of Tom Brady, unretiring is going to look bad. But that's well, barely Tom, a retirement. I don't even consider Tom Brady a retirement. Yeah, he went on vacation. That was a weeks. mini vacation where you got into an <laughs> argument with your wife and you were like, fuck it, I'm going back to work. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, no, I I don't know. Like, uh, 
That's just a bad, it's a bad look for me. There is no way you can, like, if it's a dome team, at least it's a little bit better. Like if he's going yeah, to Indy, true. right? Like Indy or, or the Cowboys or fucking Las Vegas, like you can kind of convince me, you know, that maybe it's not such a terrible move. Or if he's going to a Super Bowl ready team, like if he goes to, um, if he goes to the Vegas, if Vegas were to bring back Drew Brees, I don't look as negatively on the situation. Yeah, I would but, like that too. But no offense, Seattle is not a Drew Brees away from a Super Bowl win. Yeah. They're just not. Yeah. They're a couple things away. I will say, I think we're going to be better than people expect. I'm going to say that. Even with Drew Locke and Geno Smith leading the way. Because I think well, I next mean, year, next year we'll get a quarterback. That's what I'm. That's what I think. I'm. Well, that's what I was thinking. Their logic was in this draft because the quarterbacks in this draft were not good. Not at all. No, if, it's not knowing that you want to hang your hat on. If Seattle's smart, you tank this season. You get a top ten pick and you go for Shroud or Rattler or one of these QBs that are actually going to make an impact to your team. It sucks. You don't want to tank. And I'm not saying going out and tank like some of these teams that actually go out and tank. Right. But, like, you go out, you play the best you can with what you got, you get a top 10 pick, and then you go from there. But I don't know, see, because I I agree to a point, but I'm also super wishy-washy because Seattle has a real chance at number two in that division. The Rams have it locked up, sold, done. Rams are number one. Kyler Murray hasn't shown up and has no intention to until a deal is worked out. Debo hasn't showed up and has no intention to until a deal is worked out or he's traded. And who's, who's the Niners quarterback too. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. They still got Jimmy <laughs> on the roster and there's a lot of rumblings that the reason Debo wants out is because of Trey Lance, whether that's real or not, that's up for up for debate, but Seattle has a real chance at number two in that division. I like that take you said, Zach, because Trey Lance is taking ball time away from Debo. He likes to run the ball and do all those wild ca- – he's taking the ball out of Debo's hands. Yeah. See, there's also rumor, though, there that he doesn't like that running back shit, that he just wants to be pure and utter wide receiver. He doesn't like it because they want to pay him as a running back when he's a wide receiver. Also fair. Also fair. So I don't know. I don't know. I agree with you to a point that they need something other than Drew Locke and Geno Smith. But at the same time, they they could they could make, you know, a decent attempt here. Yeah, you know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how our line is. I like the moves they made with the line. I mean, they just signed uh, Goodwin or Godwin, whatever his name is. Are you like Colby introducing yourself? Hi, I'm Braden, and we just drafted an offensive tackle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ten years too late, but uh... you drafted two offensive tackles, from my understanding. And one of them's uh... like a T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Got a big head, little arms. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. I, again, to reiterate, I'm not a huge fan if Breeze does that at all uh, i don't, I don't yeah for his reputation i think it would tarnish his rep so. i just really want to see him as a as a analyst speaking of plugs yeah i want i just want to hear him like break down games better than tony romo 
I'm not going to lie, man. That's been the one nice thing about Tony Romo is you, you get really good in-depth, like, explanations. That's the only I thing I give Tony to Romo him. ever credit for is that as an analyst, the motherfucker could break down the field. Yeah, I think Drew Brees would also do a really good job at that. Um, but that's all I got, man. Like I said, new cycle in May has been slow. Um, the Jets, no, I feel like this is a real, I said it last week, no rookies are holding out. There's been no like, oh my God, this team hasn't signed so-and-so yet. You know, everyone's, it's pretty copacetic in the NFL right now. We're pretty on a slow pace. I'm excited. The Jets got all their rookies signed. There's no bullshit contract shit going into there. I'm excited. But besides that, I'm going to have to take the, take the high road right now because Chris is yelling at me to hit the road, Jack. All right. We'll end it with the fact that we are brought to you by Flask Cap. That shit's official, even though it's not here yet. Flask Cap, even though it's not your fault. I'm excited. So check out the Flask Cap on all of your social medias. They are who sponsor us here on Forward. Um, and and convenient drinking. What more what more sales pitch do you need? Convenient alcohol. <laughs> uh, but please drink responsibly in that in that very same vein. Um, check us out, breaking down the tape on all of your social medias, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all the good stuff. Uh, subscribe on YouTube, wherever you get your major podcasts. Also, our boy Braden from the Noble Sports Guy. Uh, go check him out. He is with us. Uh, the poor, poor, misguided soul that he is. Uh, <laughs> he's been and having great daughter. Fuck you. Yeah. So please check out Braden. He is as as you saw before, one of the most mild mannered people you can find until you start bad mouthing women's sports. He brings great spotlight <laughs> to women's sports. So please, please, please go check out Braden at Noble Sports Guy. Um, before I give it to Hector, Braden, do you have anything? Uh, stay classy, Vegas. Hey, I like it. Hector, hit him with it. I said what I said. Next episode, you will see me in the Bahamas. Maybe even live. Ooh.